Konnichiwa, everybody, and welcome back. It is Thursday, so you know what that means. It means a new episode of Talking Anime. I am your host, Mitch. And I'm your host, Sky. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting week. But before we discuss our topics today, I have to give a huge shout out to the band Plastic Me. Um, I recently got into contact with the singer, and they are the band that's officially doing the intro to the podcast now. So, links in the description, huge shout out to everybody involved in Plastic Me and their other side project, uh, Empires of Delirium. Anyways, Sky, how was your week? Um, you know, my week was pretty good. I, I got over that sickness that I was struggling with last time. Uh, it has been a little while because of complications since we recorded the last episode. But uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm In terms of stuff that I'm watching, I'm not really watching anything new because I decided to rewatch My Hero Academia. And I did start some of the seasonals. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Uh, I, I really want to mention Hori Mia is a really, really solid uh, slice of life romance that's coming out right now. Highly recommended to check it out because uh, three episodes in and it's probably one of my favorite romances so far. Damn. I'll, I'll definitely check that out and we'll do um, an episode of that soon. And uh, me personally, uh, work's gone slow and uh, luckily I had time to binge some anime this week. <sighs> so first things first, uh, the last time or last week when we were supposed to record, um, I was in the middle of watching Konosuba and uh, I got my wife to sit down and watch it with me. And we binged all of season one and two and the movie all in the span of two days because we had a weekend off together. So we completely went through Konosuba and then I started watching Freezing right after that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that because we missed last week. I actually um, re-picked up Konosuba myself and finished all of season one. I got I gotta know, Sky. What was your thoughts on Konosuba? It's not for me. It's, <laughs> uh, it's not bad. Okay, I don't hate it, but I don't find it very funny. And I think that's that's just like with a with a comedy. If you're not laughing. There's a problem. Yeah, yeah, I found with like with Konosuba, like the jokes were very like repetitive. Um, like the moments where they got where they were fighting the giant frogs and Aqua and Megamine and everyone just got swallowed up by frogs. Uh, and then you know, it it is what it is. Like I still don't get where people are going off and calling Aqua useless. Like. I, I get it, it's for a, it's a joke, but if you literally sit and watch the show, Aqua is useless when it comes to battling. Like, she's not a character designed for battles. She's a character designed to be your support character. And when she's using her support spells, she is fucking fantastic. And later on in the seasons, when you start seeing her being actually a little bit more of a serious character... She's actually a very fucking well-rounded character. It's just everybody got has to go and say, well, she's useless because technically she can't do big attacks. And it's like, who fucking cares, man? Like, 
she plays her role perfectly. And it's, again, that's like the whole point of the show is that it's this group of misfits who literally are like the use, useless characters because they really can't do much. Yeah, I mean, and also, uh, Konosuba is very reliant on visual comedy, but personally, I found the, the visual comedy more obnoxious and in-your-face than I did funny, like the over-the-top facial expressions. Maybe that's just not for me, and other people find it funnier than I do. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, what that's that's what it is, right? It's like, it's, it all is up to whoever is, it's their, if it's their brand of comedy, perfect. If not, okay, then it's not your thing, you know? You just go and move on with your life but on top of yeah so i started watching freezing and finished it i finished both seasons plus all the ovas and i have to say the the six ovas in between seasons one and two are literally just nothing but over the top etchy etchy trash so if you're listening to this it's so ridiculous. Like the those I've seen a couple of the OVAs and they're they're all just random like you could say like mini games. Like it's always some, just some random thing that's happening that just always somehow ends up with like all of the characters not wearing any clothing. Is there's, there's 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 no po- <laughs> So yeah, there's no point. <laughs> so yeah, if anyone is a fan of shows like uh high school uh DXD then I would say freezing is probably uh, a nice, a nice show to watch after if you're a fan of the act or of action with a little bit of nudity and whatever else. I honestly, I think at the end of it, I gave it like a six because it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a groundbreaking show, and it wasn't reinventing like etchy heavy action shonen, whatever you want to call it, but I, I found it entertaining for what it was, and it was just literally some trash to watch in between uh, show, or a good show and my next watch, which is Log Horizon. I will be watching that. Yes, next. did you start it? I am going to be watching that actually very soon. Uh, me and my wife were currently watching uh, this show on Netflix called Fate. And it's the the Wick or the Winks Club uh, live action show that's out, and that's again that's if you're a fan of like magic light or young adult kind of you know real life shows, then I guess that's your thing because it's like the fantasy world kind of thing. It's honestly it's not a bad show, uh, but I'm just watching it because my wife wants to break up the anime that we watch. And watch other shows. Mm-hmm. So I will be starting Log Horizon as soon as I'm done this. And as of right now, um, as of right before recording this, this is also why um, I was a little late getting set up today was because I am currently watching Kaguya-sama. So, yay. I'm two episodes in right now, and I, <laughs> I understand. I finally understand why everyone is in love with Chika. She is just... She's just so pure. So, so Are you enjoying pure. it? That yay didn't sound very enthusiastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm Again, I'm only two episodes in, and I'm enjoying it. Again, I do I do not – I'm not against watching, uh, 
like the slice of life romance style shows. I I give everything a chance at least when it comes to anime, and it's just if you guys know we were doing a uh, a bracket in the Anime Bros Discord group of uh, the waifu of the month, and Chica was in it. And everyone was just, like, gushing about Chica. And I'm like, why does everybody love Chica? And we've discussed it on the podcast. It's like, most people enjoy her because of the dance and stuff. But after watching, like, the first two episodes of Kaguya-sama, and I'm actually getting a chance to see what Chica's like, I understand why people like her. She's a very, very uh, cute... um, Airhead, just fun character. She's yeah, she's the, right. She's she's all about having fun and just making the screen very lively. Personally, she's not really for me. I think I prefer Kaguya, even though I've only seen a couple episodes as well. But I see the appeal, and I she's she's fun to watch. Yeah, no, and it, and it's very much like it's your stereotypical airhead best friend kind of character. You know, that's what her role is on the show, and honestly, she makes the show a little bit better because it's. You know, she's the the comic relief, quote unquote, comic relief in this trying to be serious, not being serious uh, show about um, trying to get the other person to say I love you, which is just really freaking weird. But yeah. (laughs) So hold on first. So you mentioned that Kaguya-sama is a slice of life. Now, I'm sure some people would call it that. But at least in the beginning, I would I I would say it's much more akin to like a battle shonen with the way that it goes about it because it feels very. I think if Death Note was a romance, yeah, it's <laughs> between 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 L and Light. That's basically how Kaguya-sama starts. Yeah, off. because it's a lot of it is like oh, if like for example, episode two, um, the president gets uh, a cell phone. And he's making it, like, a big deal about him having a cell phone. And then you go and find out that Kaguya was the one who actually, like, engineered him to go and get a cell phone. Because for some reason he was, like, against having a smartphone. And uh, then it was just, like, shit. Like, he said, oh, I have this pro... Or my ID picture is of me when I was a kid. And then, again, Kaguya is like, I need to see this picture. She goes and pulls a stunt and gets him to show the picture. So it's a lot of... It's it's very much a battle of the minds. I wouldn't say to the level of a death note, but it is your... I, I guess, if you really want to compare it to an anime, yeah, it's got the battle of the minds like death note. But it's... It's more of, I'm going to find a way to win... Because they're like very competitive characters, so I, I'm honestly I'm enjoying it for the two episodes, almost three that I'm in right now. Um, obviously next week uh, I'll probably have a couple more episodes down so I can talk a little bit more about it. But is there? Um, I don't think there's anything really else to talk about, Sky. Is there? Um, yeah, there, there's one more seasonal that I'd like to mention, because okay. you mentioned Log Horizon, which is an isekai, and I started, because uh, I think right now there's only two episodes out of a show called Jobless Reincarnation, which, as you can imagine based on the name, 
it's a dude gets isekai'd into another world. But this one is very, it's really interesting. I love the magic system from this from this fantasy world. It's about a, he gets reincarnated as a baby, but he's you know he has all his memories from his previous life. Mm. And seeing him grow up as a child, you see in the first two episodes, you see him go from like infant to like age five or six, something like that. And seeing him like use his knowledge from the from his previous life on top of the fact that as he is a child he picks up and learns things so much faster to be able to learn to read and use what he knew from his previous life to really delve into the magic system in ways that people from like from that world have never thought of and it's very interesting I'm really excited to see where it goes it, it sounds interesting I've heard people talking about it in uh, some of the discord groups I'm in and a lot of it is a lot of people are saying that it's not really their uh, their thing because it's not like that time I got reincarnated reincarnated as a slime, which I am super stoked to watch uh, the uh, new season. By the way, um, so it yeah it's it's very from what I understand I haven't heard of it or uh, well I I've heard of it but I haven't watched it yet. And then um, the other one that looks kind of interesting that I saw on Crunchyroll is. I'm a spider now. What I believe is what it's called, and it's yeah the spider one. Yeah, and it's supposed gotten around to it. It's yet. supposed to be another isekai show, from what Crunchyroll was labeling it as. So I think eventually that's probably one that I might look into checking out, and then maybe eventually we'll talk about it. But that's one of those we gotta gotta wait and see how um, how everything lines up because I am hoping to start on. Um, a seasonal soon because I try and do at least one or two season uh, seasonals per season. So I kind of want to check out some of these new shows that are coming out, but yeah. Uh, if there's nothing left to do sky, I think we should talk about some of our sponsors. Yeah, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are enjoying our show, there is multiple platforms that support our show. The first one is Anchor.fm. Sky. Sky. Yeah, so so Anchor. Um, Anchor is what we use in order to uh, basically just distribute our show. Um, definitely, if you're interested in uh, in uh, doing getting into podcasting like we are you can you can sign up to anchor for free and you can use it to record or just use it to distribute it to any platform that you choose just by you know just signing in and just loading up your podcast onto the uh onto the application so really easy to use and highly recommended oh yeah for sure yeah anchor again guys is your number one source for podcasting all around and of course if you want to get paid for it they have a monetization uh system as well so you can get paid to do commercials by simply doing commercials and then it does and then that's you know the cool thing but the most important thing there's two actually two most important things that support this show and that is patreon.com ladies and gentlemen patreon.com forward slash talking anime you can go and support us monthly by either paying $1 or $5. So, the perks for the $1 tier. Sky, what are our perks in the $1 tier? 
I'm going to be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> no worries, ladies and gentlemen. I, I will fill us in on the Patreon side of things. So, for as low as $1 a month, you get a shout-out on the show. Yes, a, hey, cool, you're supporting the show. And then you also get talking anime early and ad-free. If you decide to go to the $5 tier, which is what we like to call the otaku tier, ah, uh, the perks, they, they're, they're mwah, mwah, golden. If you pay $5 a month, ladies and gentlemen, you get the $1 tier, so free episode ad-free early, and you get a shout-out. But the number one thing that makes this perk the best is... If you have the equipment and everything else, we will have you come on the show with us and talk to us about your topic. If you do not have recording equipment, though, do not worry. We will actually take your topic and we will talk about it. Me and me and Sky here, we will sit and talk about it. And again, that is for $5 a month. But... If you guys don't want to be committed, you know, be in a relationship with talking anime like the amazing Mello, who is part of our otaku tier, shout out to Mello for supporting us, you can join Coffee and donate to us. So, Coffee, if no one is aware, is a, in a way, it is a tip jar. It is a tip jar, you go in, you donate to the show... And then we take the money and we put it into upgrading our equipment. But the other cool thing is Patreon and coffee. We will take that money. Whatever money we do not use after upgrades and everything else will go towards a charity. Because here at Talking Anime, not only are we here to spread the gospel of anime, but we are here to try and make the world a little bit better by supporting to some amazing charities. So as soon as you guys are supporting us, we'll look into doing we'll look into some charities and then we'll start donating. Um I think eventually it'd be really cool if we can do like a really like small fundraiser in the future. Do like a little con and then we'll have like some past guests on. We'll do a couple episode blocks of the talking anime con. Or anime con, whatever we're gonna call it, that's in the future. Big boy plans. As of right now, the best ways to support us is by going to Patreon and Coffee. Links in the description of the podcast. Let's get back to the show. Now, well, also, oh. um, first of all, if if you don't have any money to support us, that's completely fine. Yes. Just hit us up in the Discord. We always love to have new people join in and chat with us. I try to stay as active as I can and uh. Just hit me up if you want to chat. I'd be glad to share some opinions about some stuff. Yeah, that is that is the thing about talking anime when it comes to the Patreon and the coffee. We're not forcing anybody to support our show. Um, when I originally started doing this, it was all just for the love of podcasting, for the love of anime. I'm not doing any websites that cost me money i'm doing everything for free uploads all that stuff so there's no hosting fees there's nothing like that it's just a little bit of money put it towards making the show just a little bit better um i know 
goal-wise, it'd be really cool if we could afford to do this full-time. But, you know, where the podcast is barely a year old, so it's understandable that you guys support us when you can. It's no force. I know everything's crazy right now with what's going on in the world, but just know that if you guys need people to talk to, you can come and join the Talk Anime Discord. Come on, talk anime with us. Just get your weeb on with us. And, anyways, Sky, this week, what are we talking about? We are talking about shows that we have dropped. Yes, the fabled drop list on, if you are a part of the Mel community, um, there is... The, what you're watching, what you completed, what you've dropped, what you put on holds, and stuff you plan to watch. So today, we are talking about the shows that we dropped and the reason why. Um, we're not going to talk about all of our shows that we've dropped because Sky has literally a mountain. <laughs> I have seen I have seen yeah. this guy's mail page, man. It is literally pages and pages and pages of just shit he's dropped. And it's as simple as... <laughs> one episode, three episodes in. There's a couple that he was super close to finishing but never got to doing it. And just insanity <laughs> like that. No, yeah, I'll drop shows like two episodes away from finishing it just because I get bored and just don't have it in me to just watch the last 40 minutes. <laughs> I, th- I think I have like something like 170 shows oh, that I just haven't goodness. finished yet. Yeah, and I- I'm sitting here with like maybe... <laughs> like eight <laughs> eight or nine dropped because you know again this is one of those things that we're going to talk about like the reasons why we dropped it um again what point we decide that hey i think enough is enough i'm dropping this and just shit like that obviously eventually it'd be really cool to go through our mal and maybe roast some of our like high rated shows i think that might be a fun idea in the future for a future episode let us know ladies and germs if you would love to hear something like that on a future episode because I mean it'd be really cool to have more ideas from the fantastic people in discord also um, I do want to try and shout out as many of the newest our newest people who joined our discord since uh, like last week Oh, jeez, the list is just so huge. All right, so want to give uh, a couple shout-outs to... Uh, we have Slow Balt, uh, Balt Caller. Uh, he, uh, if you do not know who he is, he is actually a host of another amazing podcast that y'all should check out. Um, it is the Sugai... I believe I'm saying that right. Uh, the Segoy Summit. The Segoy Summit pod. Um, if you guys enjoy that, they are on Discord. They are on all platforms. Um, they do anime, video games, life stuff. Uh, they're a really cool podcast to check out. So uh, shout out to those lovely folks. Uh, we got Gachi Man, who uh, recently joined, like as of the 21st. Uh, he joined uh, shout out to that and I believe we had a couple other people came and went but I want to shout out to whoever has joined the discord in the past like 
since the last episode. Appreciate you all for coming and joining us on Discord. Uh, and let's have fun talking about the anime that we dropped. Sky, how about you go with first with your first one? Sounds good. I'm going to start off with a show called Irozuku, The World in Colors. Now, this show came out in fall of 2018, and it is a PA Works original. Now, I'm going to be honest. I only dropped this show because I got busy and forgot to watch it. But <laughs> this is one that I definitely have been meaning to go back and uh, rewatch for, like, almost two years now. But uh just never got around to it. It is a... It's a PA Works original, and quite a few PA Works originals end up being, like, slice-of-life supernatural, and the big thing about this is is, is how colors are used in this, in, in this show. Um, so, I don't exactly remember all about it, but I remember that there was um, definitely romance aspect to it, and the whole thing, it was a drama focused around, it's like, it, it's in this world that's very passively fantasy right it's it's kind of like a modern a modern era but with like magic elements to it and there's like this this girl who's the main character she gets like sent back in time i believe by her grandma or something along those lines and i don't even really remember all that much about it i just remember really finding the drama to be very interesting in how the romance played between the characters and how color was used so fantastically because at the beginning of the show the main character can see everything only in black and white and as her emotions like start to like, as she starts to gain more emotions color is brought into her eyes in kind of a really unique way of showing that like the world isn't everything bad that you really think it is wow that that's actually that's actually a really cool concept. Is that the character sees nothing or nothing but black and white, and then her emotions bring color into it. That's actually a really fascinating concept. So, Sky, what was the reason why you dropped it, and when did you decide that I think it's time to move on? Okay, so I dropped it. I think about like six six episodes or so in. Um, I, I'm, I was watching it while I, while it was airing and, um, yeah, yeah, I watched, I watched five episodes and I, I, I see that on my Mal that I've rated it, rated it a six out of 10, which Mal has that as fine. And I, I do remember really liking it, but mostly again, it was just because I got busy, but I think I, th I remember this one thing happening, like some minor drama element in the show that just <laughs> bored me just a little bit too much that with everything going on at the time, I just dropped it. But I, I want to, I want to mention something that happened in this show. There's because it's it's very vague because it was like two years ago, but there was this scene when uh, the main character when she sees the obviously like main love interest, he's like drawing or something, and there was this really powerful scene used with um, with the animation where colors 
it was like colorful fish that were just clearly like kind of particle effects that just started like flying around the air and it was this really really cool scene that looks more like something you would see from a movie than just a TV anime and that alone that scene alone is enough to make me want to go back and really give it another shot because I think it's a like a supernatural slice of life romance that could probably bump up in my uh, romance list if I am willing to actually sit down and go back to it. And it's only 13 episodes long, called Irazuku, The World in Colors. And, uh, yeah, that's one that I definitely want to go back and give another shot. Actually, sounds pretty cool. I'll actually, um, on what platforms uh, could people find this if they wanted to watch the show? Ooh, okay. I believe that I watched it on Funimation, but... I'm actually not sure. Hmm. I I'll check real quick. Yeah, sounds good. <clears throat> yeah, no, it, it's it's one of those like I find it very hard um, to actually like commit to certain shows nowadays, just with. The fact that 2021 is, like, the perfect example of a horrible year to try and watch new things because there's literally so much coming out uh, this year. Mainly a lot of it's because it's a lot of content that was supposed to drop last year, but because of COVID, the delays on animation, delays on releasing things, it's just it, no one really put out, like, a lot of new content last year so now we're getting like all of this 2020 blowover, and it's just mountains and mountains on top of just stuff that we have to try and watch when we can you know really yeah just the sequels alone are just completely stacking up this year on top of all of the the new shows and i feel bad for some of the uh the like the new originals that are coming out because there, so many of them just aren't going to get the love they deserve because everyone's going to be watching the sequels. Yeah, and, and that's, that's again, that's the problem with all these studios, like, dropping stuff, like, so frequently that we're getting sequels, or we're, it's either sequels or there's, I believe, like, a couple shows that are just basically, uh, like, re-releases, but more modernized, like the, sh- like the Shaman King show that's coming out. Like, that's a complete reset to the the original series and I'm probably going to watch Shaman King when it comes out over Skate I think was a random anime that was coming out this year or something like that and then yeah Dr. Stone's new season drops or has dropped that time I got reincarnated as a slime has dropped or new seasons first part of the new season is currently coming out or it's out um. Yeah, and then we have uh, there's like there it just we have most of the st- stuff that's coming out now is either parts. It's like sequels, and then it's literally burying of the new content, like the the dun or guy from a dungeon boonies show. The title that literally makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, that's actually one of the seasonals I haven't gotten around to starting yet. But I've heard that the that it is very reminiscent of Konosuba in terms of fantasy comedy. 
I might actually have to check that out. Hmm. I, I believe I have a new show to watch now. That'll probably be... <laughs> the Dungeon Boonies. The Dungeon Boonies. I mean, it's not the worst anime name, because there's been some really fucking stupid ones. Uh, and maybe that'll be something we'll talk about in the future, is like just animes with dumb names. I think that'd be really fun. There's, there's a lot. There is a lot. Especially, it's all the light novel adaptations, yeah, it's man. Good. I think that list of us talking about it is literally going to be nothing but just light novels. <laughs> so, uh, were you able to find... Uh, what platform uh, it is on? I can't. No, I, I I looked around and I'm not sure if anyone has the license to it right now. I, I I watched it like two years ago back when it was coming out, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's possible it could be on a Crunchyroll or something. So what was the name again? So people can look for it if they are interested. It is called Irizuku: The World in Colors. Okay, that. Is definitely a dope show that if I can find it, I will probably check it out. Okay, now it's my turn. Um, so I have a habit of being from the Great White North and the fact that cannabis is a legal substance in the world. Um, I like to get stoned and watch really crappy fan service anime, and that's how I come across shit like Freezing and. Bikini Warriors and all the other super etchy shit that I have watched in the past. And this show was sadly a victim of I was super stoned looking for something. And this show was Witchblade. So uh, so Witchblade is a show not a lot of people talk about it's an older anime it came out in uh the spring of 06 yes the spring of 2006 and uh it is from uh it is from the fan or well i wouldn't say fantastic i've only seen a couple of their things and it usually is a sign uh gonzo studio gonzo is the company that put out witchblade and um if no one is aware Witchblade is based off a uh, American comic book series, but the anime is done with a different story and characters entirely, but it is supposedly set in the same universe as this comic called Witchblade. Um, it, uh, if you want to uh, actually check out Witchblade, you can find it on uh, the Funimation app. Um, if you really look deep in the fan service section, which is all I have to say on, uh, you know, how horrible the show's going to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's it about? <laughs> well, it is essentially about a, uh, a mother and daughter <laughs> who are trying to escape welfare, um, because the welfare wants to take the daughter away because the mother is well, relatively young um, has no job, basically a deadbeat. So the night that everything goes south, um, like aliens or mechs, it's, it's a mech show. It's literally chick fights mechs. And, you know, that is literally a whole show. Like it's literally this chick who has like the most scantily clad costume that you can think of like her armor's barely covering up the parts that are, you know, no-nos. And uh 
yeah, she just goes and fights a shit ton of mechs. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm not sure you can call that armor. <laughs> well, her, her... Looks like she's wearing leaves, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it is... Uh, she has, like, a, a watch, and, it's, and that's what's, like, the Witchblade is, like, this watch that basically is her... I fucking hate comparing shit to this. A uh, magical girl transformation. And, uh, yeah, um, it's a 2006 anime. Um, so the animation is a little rough on it because it is very dated. Um, so, so this is a show that I'm not proud of when I stopped watching it because I literally stopped watching this like two episodes before it was done. And it, it's again, it's like the seven mortal sins, stuff like that, that I've talked in the past. It was the, because she gives off like such horny energy that it was just getting way too much, and the story was literally pointless, and it was going nowhere. So I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna drop it here. Um, I think my end rating was like a six, which again on Mal is like good, but I it's uh, it's just such a it's an anime that if you like scantily clad women fighting shit this is the show for you but I, I I don't think I'm gonna go back and watch this if I do it's just because I want to finish the show and just finish or you know finish it just to say you're done yeah just to say that it's over it's done with I don't have to watch it anymore that's probably the main reason why I would pick it back up I honestly if it wasn't for if I literally left this like halfway through I wouldn't pick it up to finish it but it's because I'm I'm gonna be honest if I was gonna watch it it would probably be just because of the daughter she looks absolutely precious the the daughter is the funny part is is because since the the mother character is such a deadbeat the daughter is basically the mother in a really weird way so <laughs> and she's like six or something. Yeah, she's like super super young, and she like cooks, she cleans, she gets them the apartment that they live in. It's literally just such a such of a massive a show that I mean, it's only it's got like a seven point two rating on Mal, um, which I I don't get why people for Mal that's actually pretty good. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that it got that high of a rating. I honestly wouldn't rate it that high. It would literally be a six or a five. I wouldn't put it any higher than those two. And again, it, it might be for somebody. It just wasn't for me. Um, I'm like, like I said, I'd only pick this up just to say that I finished it just because I'm like two episodes off from finishing it. That's mainly the reason why I would finish it. So, Sky, what is the other anime that you want to talk about that you dropped? Okay, I'm going to get a lot of crap for this one for sure. Um, Because my second choice for the one that I want to discuss is a a show that came out in 2020 um, called The Great Pretender. See, this is the funny part about The Great Pretender because I have heard a lot of people say it was a, a decent anime and I've heard a lot of people say it was a good an, uh, anime. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, the Otaku Host Club. Um, I listened to their episode about it 
And from the way they made it sound like it's one of those animes that probably could have gotten away with just being a one season anime, but I believe there's like two seasons of it. And yeah. I mean, technically it is one season, um, but because it, it's a Netflix original. Oh yeah. Um, they, they separated. It, it came out in, in two blocks basically as two different seasons. Uh, cause Netflix has to be confusing and, make everything worse been there um, been there done that seven deadly sins that's all I have to say but yeah see I only watched the first arc I only watched uh, I think seven episodes one episode past the first arc and see I watched it because I was hearing everybody hype it up um, the youtuber mother's basement did a full video saying that it's a modern masterpiece and I said okay gotta check it out so I did and it wasn't bad but I don't really understand why everyone is like like a lot of people are saying anime of the year for 2020 is great pretender it's okay so what great pretender is for anybody that doesn't know is it's it's a it's essentially a heist show right there's each each little individual arc of three to four episodes is a heist and the whole like unique thing about it is they're not stealing from good people they're stealing from criminals that are already doing a bunch of a bunch of bad stuff so it's they're tr- being noble you could say but at the end of the day they're still see- stealing they're still conning people so it's it's not it's kind of like this weird middle ground they're stealing from people who've done bad stuff but that doesn't make them good cuz they're still stealing um, and I, I, will, I do have to give it some points because it looks really good. The art style is very, very appealing. One of the, in terms of like character designs, it's one of the best shows in terms of character designs from last year. And I, I, I liked the characters themselves, but the plot didn't offer me anything. The, the one heist that I did see, the, which was the very first one, which is like conning a drug dealer, was kind of boring. I, I found it kind of boring. There And my biggest problem with this show is there's a lot of situations where there's like a big twist that just didn't make sense why that would actually happen so, <laughs> in the show. So it was like the M, uh, M. Night Shyamalan level of uh, a twist that literally makes no sense but, you know, it drives the plot. Yeah, I think M. Night Shyamalan does a pretty good job as director. Um, I'm just saying. No, no, do not say that. <laughs> Have you seen the the blasphemy that is the last or the Avatar uh, live action? If you saw, yeah, the, I made the mistake of watching that before I watched the show. If you watch that, that movie is like one of the worst live action adaptations of a anime or uh, anime light. Uh, product and I have to say, M Night Shyamalan did us dirty with that show or that movie, and I swear to God, I would never watch another one of his movies that he does. That's an anime live adaptation again, because I rented that movie, and that movie was a waste of the five dollars to rent it. So yeah, yeah, but that's just one film in his whole catalog. His okay. his other movies are fantastic, but the one movie that was a blight to humanity. <laughs> like, this is like Dragon Ball evolution of shit anime adaptation. And 
I think eventually it'd be really cool for us to sit and talk about like live adaptations and like the good and the other, which is <laughs> the good and then everything else. <laughs> the, the good like handful of actually good adaptations and just the giant fucking mountain of shit that they've put out. So, oh, anyways, uh, continue. Just wanted to put my two cents on uh, M. Night Shyamalan uh, movies. Yeah, so what all do you know about Great Pretender? Because you said you haven't watched it yet, right? I, I haven't watched it. Um, the most I am aware of it is from what I heard on the Otaku uh, Host Club podcast when they talked about it. That is literally the last time I have heard about it. Um, I don't think any other podcast really talks about about it enough for me to be like interested in watching it like now Weebology mentions it quite a lot yeah, every true. single time they were talking about the uh, the best shows from 2020 true. they were like great pretender great pretender and the whole time I'm just thinking okay I see why people like it but I still don't think it's all that yeah and, and by the way shout out to uh, the fantastic people over at the Weebology podcast uh, they are some awesome folks. Uh, I am in talks about having. Oh, for sure. I am in folk or talks to have them on during our extravaganza of uh, February because that is literally going to be the month that is almost super guest heavy. So, be excited for that. Hopefully, we can have them on soon, and hopefully, you know, we can eventually collab with them on their show as well. So again, shout out to uh, Ethan and Rick E over at the Weebology podcast. But yeah, no, um, like I said, from from what I understand of the show is that it's a heist, and that's really it. It's just a series of heists with a very unique uh, visual style done by Studio Wit, the uh, the people who did all of Attack on Titan up to uh, th- up through Season 3. Um, one of the things that Wit struggles with that I've noticed is they struggle with doing, like, CG and putting that into their shows and making it look good, but everything else is always top-notch when it comes to Studio Wit. Their backgrounds, especially in this, I love the backgrounds and the art style in Great Pretender and the occasional dynamic camera movement that, like, during an intense action scene just really sells how, like, much impact, like, is uh, everything that is going on. It, like, sells the weight of the situation, and they did a really good job about, uh, at least from the first arc that I watched, making the intense moments very intense. But that that's kind of where it is. Like, I, I feel it's carried by the way that it looks and feels where the plot is very paper thin in my opinion and i'm sure i'm sure it gets better later on i've heard that the backstories at least from the from season 2 really just makes it so much more like deep in terms of like characters and everything but i did i i didn't hate it i did enjoy it but it, it's one that i'm interested in going back and actually finishing but if you really like it, hit me up in the Discord. I'd love to have a discussion. Shout out to Detective Neckbeard from the Discord. We've had several discussions about it, and um, he doesn't agree with me. Let's just say that uh, we, we've argued a little bit about it because I I don't see 
that it's as special as everyone else does. Mm. Yeah, I know. That, that's the thing about, like, you know, having, like, the Discord and everything else. It, it gives us a platform to actually just sit and talk to... Basically, for everybody to talk to everybody about, like, their opinions on anime and stuff. And it's... Actually, for, like, all the Discord groups I'm a part of, it's not, like, super toxic, which is actually super nice. Um, because, you know, the anime community, uh, we have our fair share of gatekeeping. It's the same for any fandom. There's always going to be a gatekeeper in there somewhere. And it's it's nice to have, like, people like Detective Net, uh, Neckbeard, for a perfect example, is to sit and have a conversation and and just enjoy talking about anime with other people you know and and that's that's what i'm i'm trying to bring to this community for talking anime it's just an open platform for everybody to talk about their favorite anime you're going to have conversations with people who are going to be like well i don't appreciate that or i don't like that but again this is the way it is you know everyone has to have an opinion on something yeah, for sure, and I just want to just give a shout-out to just the anime podcast community as a whole, because I've seen some really toxic communities, but most of the servers that I've, like, joined, pretty much, like, all the servers from anime podcasts, it just so, everyone's just so welcoming, and it's always just a blast to interact with people. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, no, it's it's actually really cool, because um, it, it's, everyone's really nice, and, like, the funny thing is... Um, I joined, I think it was the Otaku, or Otaku Melancholy Discord. When I first joined them, I the uh, Matt, the one in charge of everything, literally said, hey, it's Mitch from Talking Anime. And I'm like, people know who I am? And it's, it's really cool when you can join Discord groups and it's just everyone gets along. There's no, like, hey, I don't like you because you gave... Uh, Kaguya-sama uh, a 5 rating on Mal. You know, there's there's people that will do that from time to time, but it's like, hey, it's not extreme crazy levels of toxicity. And it's it's very nice. Um, the Discord groups I've joined, everyone's been very welcome. I know Sky, it's been like that for you too. Is that everything? Because me and Sky were on like a lot of the same anime Discord groups because eventually that's what happens is that we've tend to join the same groups and yeah it's uh I, I definitely gotta give it to like the all all the just the fantastic discord groups that i'm a part of uh love talking to every single one of you guys i love talking to everybody on the talking anime discord as well like everybody's amazing and yeah like the, the community for... The, and the nice thing is with the content creators that are doing this, everybody's always down to support each other, which is really, really nice. It's not a super competitive world that we're doing this because, again, it's everyone's talking about everything they love, and it's anime in the form of podcasting. So... Was there anything else you want to talk about The Great Pretender uh, Sky, or was that about it? Nah, I haven't watched a lot of it. I've only seen up through um, episode, like, six or seven. So, yeah, I, I, I am definitely interested in going back and giving it another shot. But, 
I don't think it's going to even, like, really top, like, be near the my top list from even last year. Like, last year had a lot of sleeper hits um, that no one... That's, that's that's something that I want to touch on a little bit. A lot of people were saying that Great Pretender is the best show from last year. Well, those same people never g- gave a shot to the ones that I actually think were up there last year. And those and a lot of people are just saying, oh yeah, 2020 didn't have any good anime except for Great Pretender and ReZero Season 2. Hey, 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 hey. And hey, I, hey. I think... I think people are just like being a little bit too hard on last year. Yeah, it was it was bad. Last year was a bad year for everybody, not even just in terms of anime, mm-hmm. just everything going on. But there were some really solid stuff that came out, and I think and that's I think I have a little bit of a grudge against Great Pretender because I think Great Pretender being the way that it is kind of overshadowed the smaller stuff that deserved really deserved the spotlight from last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's the thing. Like, 2020 actually did have a lot of really good anime, like Bow Fury, for example. You know, that was a really good anime, and that was came out last year. And then you had, you know, all the there, there's there was some sleepers from last year that are actually really good. Um, Specifically, Apari Ranman. That more people need to watch Apari Ranman. That's my pick for best anime of the year. And I don't even like Western themed stuff. So, watch Apari Ranman, please. I'm. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'm always down to check out stuff. I'm talking to everybody. Just watch Apari Ranman. <laughs> you will not be disappointed, especially if you like JoJo's, because JoJo's Part Six is Steel Ball Run, which is essentially the exact same plot as Apari Ranman, only it doesn't have JoJo stand battles and it's cars instead of horses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta I gotta readjust my mic for this one because I don't want to blow anything out. So my my next one that I liked was, or that I dropped was, One Punch! Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, sorry, I have to do that. Every time I talk about it, I gotta pop for that, uh, the first season intro. Um, yeah, I, uh, sadly, uh, One Punch Man season two was on my drop list. <sighs> so. If anyone, uh, if anyone didn't know that uh, One Punch Man is a a comedy, but I, it's supposed to be kind of like a parody of like the whole idea is that the main character is just stupid, overpowered. It's basically a parody of Battle Shonen. Yeah, and it was again your your main character uh, Saitama is like super strong. He can do again one punch to literally defeat anything. And it really shows, like, before he shows up to the scene to actually just win everything in one punch, is that it shows, like, the other heroes having, like, these huge, like, issues and everything else. Like, it's just one of those animes that it's, you know what you're going to get every time the character's on screen. And that, I think that was, like, the main reason why I dropped it. I dropped season two. Is that it was season two is basically season one, but with different enemies, and that was really the reason why I dropped it. It's just because nothing really special happened, you know. From from what I saw, again, I'm only like one or two episodes into the first season, 
but I, I just I didn't find what I liked about season one and season two. And I think it really, really hurt One Punch Man because they switched studios uh, for the second season. And I, I really think... Yeah, I was going to ask if you thought that that affected it, because it switched from Madhouse, which has done, like, <sighs> I'm talking, like, Death Note and Hunter Hunter 2011 a lot to of, J.C. Staff. A lot of... Which is, J.C. Staff is not n- known for doing no. very incredible stuff. No, like, the minute a show comes out and it's, like, Studio Madhouse is behind it, I go and I watch that shit, because Studio Madhouse has, like, a lot of my favorite animes they put out. And... One Punch Man was one of them. Season one of One Punch Man, I loved it. I gave it a fucking nine on Mel because I just loved how the comedy was fresh. Um, I, I got the idea that you know he's overpowered, so he does the one punch. But it's the it's the fact that he fights these really strong enemies, and he's like super stoked because it's like this could be the chance. This could be the chance that I feel something and have a challenge. And he just literally wipes the dude out with one punch. And it's just like, well, so much for that. And honestly, like I said, One Punch Man Season 1, I loved. But I found it so hard to get to that first episode of Season 2. And is One Punch Man Season 2 a show that I will eventually go back to? I think out of the shows that I'm going to talk about today, I think One Punch Man Season 2... Is probably going to be one of the animes that I will actually go back when and actually finish it all the way through and not say that, oh, I'm just going to finish it just because. No, I honestly want to finish One Punch Man Season 2 and give it the proper attention that an anime like this deserves, but I'm not rushing to it. I got a bunch of other shows that I will watch before I watch Season 2 of One Punch Man. And yeah, I never really did watch season two. I watched all of season one, and at that point, I think that was when season two was airing, and I felt no drive to actually start. And, and that was the thing. Season two, and, and that's the thing I found with watching season two is that I finished off season one. Season one ended perfectly. You know, Saitama had a little bit of a challenge, the one thing that he was always looking for, and then he defeats the big baddie, and it's just like, cool, it's it's over. And then I'm sitting here watching, like, the first episode of season two where it's focusing on King. And I'm like, okay, so this character is just fucking dumb lucky because Saitama's always saved him, you know? And that's, and that's like, King's whole thing is that King is ranked number one because Saitama was always there, defeated the enemy, and vanished. And then King was there when everybody saw. And so they made King out to be this fantastic superhero when King is basically just some weeb otaku who wants to go and play a magical girl video game, you know? And it- Yeah, I think that's my biggest problem with uh, One Punch Man is that because it's like a comedy and a parody, it doesn't focus on the stuff that I find so interesting mm. about the world. Like, I, I think that um, One Punch Man would be far more interesting if it really delved deep into the whole, you know, hero society thing, kind of like My Hero does. I have it on my mind because I'm watching it right now. Yeah. And in My Hero Academia, 
it focuses a lot on the aspect of what it's like to be a hero in this world and how different heroes and villains change the society with the actions they do. And in One Punch Man, I I think that there's a re- the whole heroes like ranking system is really fascinating. But it really just doesn't do anything with that. It just uses it all specifically as like fodder for the joke. Like, oh my goodness, they didn't know how to properly rank Saitama because he was just so good and they thought he was cheating. So they just made him C rank instead of like S, which he's supposed to be. And just, you know, that type of thing. And they just made it all for a joke because it is a comedy. But I find the aspect of all the different heroes in the ranking to be so much more interesting than the comedy aspect of how oh he's just gonna beat him in one punch it's like yeah that's what it's called that's what we expect so i don't know i think if it wasn't a comedy it would be a lot more interesting personally so i felt no drive to watch season two i felt season one was the perfect like okay i i finished season one i'm good i can say that i've watched one punch man and i can move on so the the question is sky and, and this is a topic I'd actually like to actually go on for or talk about in like a new episode is is One Punch Man, since we both sat and watched the first season, is One Punch Man the anime that is it should have ended after season one? Like, did we really need a season two for One Punch Man? That's the question. Well, it's considering that it didn't have a proper narrative conclusion, I think anything, as long as the story or characters, as long as there's something that keeps people wanting to come back and see more, if it doesn't have a proper narrative conclusion, it doesn't need to continue. Like, um, I, I want to use Hunter Hunter as an example, right? A lot of people are just begging for an, for more Hunter Hunter, the anime, because the manga kept going. Mm. But personally, as much as I love Hunter Hunter, like I find it to be a masterpiece, and I wouldn't mind getting more. I don't necessarily. I'm not like asking for more Hunter Hunter of the anime because the whole thing was about like his whole goal. Gone the protagonist. His goal was to find his dad. That's the whole goal of his throughout the entire show. Mm-hmm. And at the end of Hunter Hunter 2011, he accomplishes his goal where he finds his dad and they interact and they talk about the future and it technically does set up for more but the entire driving force of the narrative was gone wanting to meet his dad that he never was able to meet before and by him finding his dad the whole show came to its natural narrative conclusion so i don't think that it needs to continue whereas in one punch man his goal is to obviously find someone that will actually give him a challenge and personally i think the perfect narrative conclusion for one punch man would be him actually dying just because he always beats everyone in one punch i think him meeting his end at the hand of an enemy would be the perfect conclusion though it's a long-running comedy so i highly doubt that's ever going to happen so i i see no problem with it continuing Though, personally, season one was all that I needed to be satisfied with my experience. Yeah, th- that's that's how I feel about One Punch Man, too. Like, honestly, if I get through season two um, and there is a third season, I don't know if I want to try and go through and suffer with trying to watch a season three of One Punch Man. Because, it again, it's... It, it, 
again, it's one of those animes that you you need that that happy ending, the the ending to make sense. But the problem is though is that we are probably looking at many seasons, many years ahead, hopefully for One Punch Man, and hopefully they get their shit together for a third season. And they can get a studio that's going to keep them and stop flip-flopping to other studios. Because you can tell when an anime is good the first season, and then it gets so much fucking hype, like One Punch Man got for season two. And then, hey, it's switching studios. The studio loses focus on what made the show good in the first place. And then we get shows that's like, okay... Now this is dragging on for too long. And again, the perfect example for an anime like that is Dragon Ball Z. I love Dragon Ball Z as much as I do. But I honestly think Dragon Ball Z could have ended at either the Frieza Saga or the Cell Saga. There was no need to have any more of it. And again, that's that's an anime that I gave a 10 rating to because I love watching it. But I know that it's the anime that had too much and it ruined the end product and then that's where you know you get GT and all that other shit anyways Sky what is your uh, getting completely off topic of what we're going on Sky what is your third and final anime that you want to talk about today okay so my final pick is a show that um you've seen it's called Kill a Kill. Oh! Oh, it kills me. Kills me that we're we're discussing this on a episode or shows that we dropped episode <laughs> that we dropped. So first of all, I want to know what you rated it before I <sighs> continue. Hold on, I gotta I gotta go to my mail for that. I'm I don't think I'm gonna be happy with what I rated it. Because uh, <laughs> I can tell I'm gonna hate myself for the rating I give it. Kill a kill. I gave. I watched. Okay, go ahead. All right, I I gave it an eight. So it's not it's not mm. crazy, a crazy high rating, but it's a little too much more than it kind of deserved. Because I think we t- we talked about it in the Wonder Momo episode, right? Is that I enjoyed the show for the action and the comedy when it had the funny moments. Plus, the voice acting is fucking actually like amazing because they got really fucking good voice actors on it in english or japanese the english i i i watched the english because another one of my favorite voice actors is in it so i had to watch the english dub for it and uh yeah i i liked it i finished it so i honestly want to hear your opinion on kill the kill yeah okay so i watched eight episodes I dropped it and I gave it a six. Okay, so uh, six. I I honestly, if I were to rewatch it today, I would probably give Kill a Kill a seven instead of an eight. Just because, I at the time I was just trying to watch new anime and well, newer anime, and Kill a Kill was like the first thing that I watched that was like new, new. So, 
And that was like... Yeah, for anyone who's wondering, Kill a Kill is basically... It's it's made by Studio Trigger, and it's basically just a balls-to-the-walls constant action with insane animation, like, the whole time. Oh, yeah. And a lot of fan service. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a joke that I've heard fly so around is that, is that the power system of kill a kill is that the less clothes you wear the stronger you are oh no doubt that is exactly that's exactly <laughs> that's basically what it is that's exactly what kill a kill is because the whole show's power system is set by uh the thread count of or the star count sorry the star count of the uniforms that they're wearing and that's like the power system which doesn't make any sense <laughs> so and there's and there's scissor blades and talking school uniforms uh, and just nudists it, it makes no sense don't, the whole show forget, is just completely whack <laughs> you don't want to forget the nudists that are the the nudists uh, dude, that are the, the nudist good, beach guild or whatever the, the nude <laughs> yeah it's like nude beach or something like that they're literally the good guys they're like the the good faction of the show I'm telling you, that one teacher is, like, the whole reason to watch the show. He is actually, I'm telling you, glowing nipples is where it's at, dude. He is actually, uh, the guy who voiced Axum is actually the reason why I watched it, so. Who is it? Uh, Matt, or Matt Mercer. So, if anyone listening to this is, like, a huge uh, Dungeons & Dragons fan, um, he is the... D- oh, is he one of the people who did that D&D podcast? He is the guy who is the DM to uh, Critical Role, which is, like, the hugest D&D podcast. And there's, like... I believe there's, like, maybe one or two voice... or It's because it's a bunch of nerdy-ass anime voice actors that play D&D. So a lot of the actors... Like, the one chick is the voice of Trunks in Dragon Ball Z. Like, Kid Trunks. And stuff like that. So it's actually a really good show. If again, if you're an anime fan and you like the voice actors, but you also like D and D, definitely give Critical Role a shot because again, it is voice actors that you may not know their names, but you'll remember their voices because you have um, the guy who voiced uh, uh, Mustang on Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is in uh, on that show too. And just a bunch of other random voice actors that are like really fucking good playing D and D, and it's actually a really good show. Um, they have like two different. Sh- so if you're looking it up, there's two different versions of Critical Role. So uh, there's th- the reason for that is because it's they're on like their second campaign, and it's like 300 episodes in. It's like the One Piece of D and D podcasts, and yeah. It's it's really good if you like D and D and you like anime voice actors because that's all there. But as you were, Sky, sorry. <laughs> nah, you're good. Um, I I don't really have much to say about Kill a Kill honestly because it's like it's just crazy and I don't really remember why I watched it. I probably was just not feeling it you know it's if you really just have to be in the mood to watch something so wacky and just weird and the characters though i do like the characters 
uh, Ryoko, Ryuko, she's a very, a very good protagonist, like, female protagonists are usually a hit or miss, like, they're either, like, the just super nice, or just, you just don't care about them, but Ryuko Matoi is kind of, she's, she's kind of like, like, the stereotypical bad girl, but she's not, like, edgy, so she's a very fun protagonist to watch. And then there's Mako, the oh, adorable God, little <laughs> bull-cut girl, and yeah. she just, anytime she's on the screen, you're, you're gonna have at least a couple laughs, because she's just absolutely hilarious. So, I, I like to say that um, uh, she she's very much, it's very much the dynamic of those two characters is... Yusuke and Kurabara from uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. That is exactly what their dynamic as friends are, is because Mako is the airheaded best friend, and uh, Ryuka is the bad girl main character. So she's like the Yusuke of... If, if you really want to compare it to an anime that a lot of people are aware of, she's like uh, Yusuke... Um, I think in like the world of Naruto, I would consider her like I would consider her to be like a Sasuke, but more likable. I just can't believe that you're comparing Kill a Kill to Yu Yu Hakusho. I, I'm just... Earthworm is gonna fight you about this one, dude. I, I am winning, Earthworm. If you are listening to this, brother, <laughs> uh, hit me up on the Discord. I will have you come on this show, and you can try and argue the fact of me comparing these two characters together. I I I want to hear what he has to say. I hope that I get to hear it. So yeah, Earthworm, if you're listening to this, man, hit me up, bro. I would love to have you come on just you. It doesn't have to be you and JD. It could be just you. And you can literally yell at us about... You can yell at me for comparing Kill a Kill to Yu Yu Hakusho because I think it's fucking close to on the dot Character. yeah i'm just gonna say it right now i think that uh <laughs> i think that miki sugi the uh the leader of the nudist beach should actually be the protagonist of yu yu Hakusho instead of yusuke <laughs> <laughs> he would actually make the show a lot more entertaining honestly <laughs> it would be a lot easier to watch <laughs> if he replaced him oh my word i'm gonna get a lot of hate for that <laughs> i don't care anyways I we are going to uh, this will be <laughs> the last one that we talk about because we are way over an hour long, but we're gonna keep going. Uh, mine was Isekai Cheat Magician. So this dropped in the summer of 2019, and um, yeah, um, very forgetful show. Honestly, that is. That's the main reason why I dropped it. It was a very forgetful show. Um, it's not well received by a lot of people on Mal. Um, it was literally one of the the worst. It's up there for like one of the worst animes of 2019. Um, so yeah, uh, Encourage Films is the studio that put it out. I am not aware of anything they put out. Okay, so. Um, it looks like... I mean, okay, so it's an isekai, and you know, you know that it's not doing something right if me, as... I, I will go out and I will watch any isekai that just 
that I that I find just because it's an isekai and I love it. And even I passed on it knowing well in advance that it was going to come out. I, so you know there's a problem if I don't watch it. I I watched it because I am an isekai ho. Like I love isekais. It's one of the things I watch. Again, I've talked about this numerous times on the show. I watched it because I looked under isekais in on uh, Crunchyroll and this showed up. I'm like, "Oh, this is really cool." So the main reason why I dropped this next to the story just being just blah your your stereotypical um, isekai show boy and girl get sucked into a new world by a portal that's really it and the one character is stronger than the other that is literally the entire show and I think I went two or three episodes and I'm like I I can't do this it's just at the time, I was not a regular sub-watcher. Um, I was strictly dubs. So, and me and my wife sat down to watch this. And me and my wife both looked at each other and said, this is shit, let's watch something else. And, again, uh, encourage films, like, they literally have put out almost nothing of crazy value it seems to be just a lot of like cute girl kind of shit you know like they they put out a lucky star um spinoff and that's really it there's nothing like super over the top a lot of their a lot of their stuff is like seven and below on ratings so this is telling you that this is a studio that just put out horrible anime or at least anime that people found was horrible. Looks like they had a a uh, sports anime of some kind from the looks of it. No, uh, Rice anime. Never mind. Yeah, they literally have a show called Love Comb. We love Rice. Uh, and they had two seasons of that shit. <laughs> what? Dude, there's literally an anime on or that fucking Encourage Films put out in the spring of 2017 that is literally called... Love comb. We love rice. So that tells you uh, the kind of shit that this studio puts out. So, um, Isagai Cheap Magician, would I suggest it? No. Um, yeah, don't watch it. I, I, it would, I would honestly put that show in the runnings for a Spirit Breaker. That's just how bad the show was. I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, I haven't watched Isekai Cheat Magician, but from what I know of it, it's just very unremarkable in all areas. Like, not necessarily bad, just boring with nothing stand out. Especially with how saturated the Isekai market is these days. Mm. Um, when you come out, especially, like, it aired right alongside Dr. Stone, which yeah. isn't technically an Isekai, but it basically is. And when you're coming out right next to something that is so strong, that's basically, well, that will satisfy you if you want to watch an isekai. You can't be generic and boring. <laughs> you're just not going to, you're just not going to stand out at all. Even another show that came out same year, Arifureta, is, it was so bad that it was, I'm sure it's far better than Isekai Cheat Magician just because you can get enjoyment out of how horrible it is as opposed to just a boring Isekai. Yeah, and, and like I said, it was, again, I watched like the first three episodes and had to drop it just because I, I, I have seen anime where 
it followed tropes of the genre that it was and it literally went nowhere and I've been disappointed by shit like that before in the past and yeah this is just another one of those animes that it's like was it really worth putting it out and people did it and you know that's what happened and you get shit so I don't think that out of the three anime that I picked, which was Witchblade, uh, One Punch Man Season 2, and Isekai Cheat Magician, I believe out of those three, the only anime that I would actually go back to without just the need to finish it because I'm almost done it is uh, One Punch Man Season 2. Um, honestly, that's the one that I would actually give it another shot just because I want to, not just because I'm OCD as hell and I need to finish Witchblade. So yeah, out of those three, One Punch Man Season 2 is the one that I would pick to go back to in a heartbeat. Sky, out of the three anime that you picked today, what one would you 100% go back to to finish it? If I have to pick one only, I'm going to have to go with Irizuku, The World in Colors. Even though I'm really interested in finishing Great Pretender, I, I see why people like it, but I, it didn't really appeal to me. And to Kill a Kill, <laughs> I have no interest in finishing. I enjoyed what I saw, and Trigger, I like Trigger. They always make stuff fun to watch because of their really unique ways mm. of animating stuff. But I, I think Irizuku is probably the one that I'm most interested in actually going back and finishing just because... It's a PA Works original, and I I will pretty much watch any PA Works original because they almost always hit it out of the park. Even if they don't stick the landing, it's always a fun ride. And the way that it tackled things about, like, the whole, like, of things of uh, vision, like, with color coming into her eyes as she experiences more and comes out of her shell, very interesting, and I can relate to that. So I think Irizuku is probably the one I'm most interested in going back and finishing, and it's also pretty short. Only 13 episodes. Not hard. Mm. But yeah, with that being said, ladies and germs, it has been another good episode of Talking Anime. I have been Mitch. And I've been Sky. And we will see you guys next week. Peace out. Bye, guys. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Thank you.